0: Hey guys, and welcome to our second episode of Mode for Comps Closing the Gap podcast. It's a monthly-ish podcast where we give you tips and strategies on how to close the income gap during your future retirement. I am Brooke Rowden, and I'm the Education and Marketing Coordinator for the Defer Comp Plan, and I'm joined by Callie Simmons, Associate DC Coordinator, and in this episode, we will be discussing the state match.
1: And when she says the state match,
0: she means if you
1: contribute at least $25 a month to your Motiford comp account, the state of Missouri will match your contributions dollar for dollar up to a maximum of $75 each month. So let's get this podcast started.
0: So it's been a little bit since we did our last podcast, which I'll take the blame for that. It's my fault. Holidays got in the way. Uh, my daughter started playing basketball. She's five. Let me tell you what, that is a hot mess. Um, But, and I think it relates a lot to what today's topic is, which is the state match. And so I'll just preface our talk by saying my daughter has been working really hard because again, she's five and she is not very strong and she cannot physically shoot the ball well enough to get it up to the hoop. So every night we have been going out and we have been practicing and it is cold and it stinks. And It has been really hard work to keep her. Hold on. Brooke lives on a farm. So that is why it stinks. It doesn't just stink out her house. No. I'm saying it's just cold. It's hard work. (laughs) It stinks to go out and play basketball. Oh, it's still okay. I see. (laughs) I thought you meant like it stinks. (laughs) Not like that. But that is true. (laughs) Anyway, way off topic. So we've been practicing really hard. And finally, last night in her game. She makes a basket and it is a big deal. And you should have saw the look on her face. She was so happy and she was so satisfied that she finally accomplished this, that she was ready to walk off the court and quit. She's like, I'm done. I did it. I'm awesome. Where I think this ties in is that we've had to put so much effort into getting her to this point. And she finally received the glory, the attention, the appreciation that she has been working so hard to, to get. So essentially her efforts were matched. In this part. And so I think it just kind of ties together with with state match and our efforts in saving for retirement and for reaching our financial goals and retirement later on in life.
1: Yeah. And I mean, lucky for us, we don't have to go outside every night in the freezing cold and put that same amount of effort Mm -hmm. (laughs) into receiving this match. Basically, we can just make some small adjustments, or, or maybe we're already doing. What we need to be doing to get the state match, but uh, the good thing here is that you know it's a lot it, easier. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to get it, yes, than um,
0: than what we've been doing at basketball practice. <laughs> so let's talk about the match a little bit more instead of instead of my daughter's <laughs> basketball. Um, so there are a couple points that I think are really important to make before we kind of get into the logistic of the match and examples and all of that good stuff. And that would be that the, the first thing is that the match is funded by the state. It is not funded by Deferred Comp. Deferred Comp doesn't give it the match. We don't take it the match. We simply receive the funds from the state and we invest them how you want them to be invested, essentially. Uh, and the second thing is, is that the match is subject to the state's annual budget. So while we have it right now, we may not have it in the next five years. You never know.
1: Yeah, it definitely has to go through the annual budget. How does it oh. work? Yeah, so it all kind of came about, well... Why don't you go and tell about what how it was before?
0: Oh, so the first match? Yeah. So mm-hmm. essentially there was a match prior to this, and that started in 1996, and it had a really long run. And a lot of people remember this. A lot of people took advantage of it. But it eventually was suspended in March of 2010. And I'll be honest, I don't know the exact reason why, but I'm going to say it's probably something to do with budget constraints because that's what it's all subject to.
1: Right, Yeah and And then, and then, of course, it came back here recently. Governor Parsons actually introduced this line item as part of his budget. He proposed actually a twenty five dollars per month match. And then from there, it goes to the to the floor. and your legislatures actually decided to say, "Hey, what about seventy five bucks? What about a minimum of twenty five? But let's do up to 75. So of course that was passed by both houses and then Governor Parsons ended up signing off on that. So since the state's fiscal year starts in July, the match did start this past July, this past summer of July of 2022. It passed with a minimum of $25 a month up to dollar for dollar, 75 bucks a month. So that's kind of how it all kind of came about when it started I think we'll know here pretty quick if if we're going to get it again next year. I, I would say that I hope that's the case. But just like Brooke mentioned, it's a line item in the, in the state budget every year. And they now have the decision to either keep it, reduce it, change it, or completely veto it. So something to think about there when we're talking about how long it's going to last. But I always tell people, take advantage while we got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to caveat the match talk by saying college university folks unfortunately you don't receive the match we don't make the rules we just apply them so don't don't get mad at us for this so who does get the match that's a great question it's for active state employees contributing at least 25 dollars a month regardless if they are part-time or full-time employees so that's a really big uh, takeaway for your your, those part-time folks who want to receive the match as well
1: yeah, it's, it's nice to know that as a part-time person, you're getting the same advantage as a full-time person mm-hmm. um, in terms of what the state's willing to match. So that's that's
0: really, really good. Yeah, And I think we kind of hit on this, but just in case it wasn't clear, the match is based off your total monthly 457 contributions. So a lot of people are paid twice a month. So if you're putting in twelve fifty per pay period, you get paid twice a month. That's $25. So that $25 would be $25 by the state.
1: Yeah and and that's that's something that I encourage people to take a look at and pay attention to often because it is kind of hard to understand okay they're matching monthly but I'm paid, you know, twice a month. So you have to do a little bit of math to figure out, you know, what you're contributing per pay period and what that adds up to in a month. But yeah, you just want to be sure that you're taking advantage of at least the minimum of 25 um and then anything above that you're going to get matched dollar for dollar up to 75 and anything above 75 you're just paying yourself. More for later. Mm-hmm.
0: What about percent of pay? The folks can get matched per
1: percent of pay. Yeah, I mean if you're contributing one percent and one percent is twelve fifty per pay period, that's going to be twenty five bucks a month. You're going to get the match. Now, if one percent is ten dollars and fifty cents, that's only twenty one dollars. So then no. But it's very easy to figure out. You know what. Percentages in terms of a dollar amount based upon what you're paid. So I don't like to encourage people to change it from a percentage to a dollar amount. Or decrease it. Or decrease it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because your percentage computes to a dollar amount through your paycheck every time anyway. So as long as you're contributing at least the minimum, you know, you're going to be getting that match whether you're contributing a flat dollar amount or a percent of your pay.
0: Mm -hmm. And then the same goes for Roth contributions as well. If you are contributing Roth versus contributing pre-tax, you will also receive the match. So it doesn't matter either way there.
1: Yeah. So even if you're contributing Roth, you do get the match. The important thing to remember, though, is that you're contributing Roth, but the state match is still going to come in the form of a pre-tax contribution. So they can't match the way in which you you contribute. They can just match the dollar amount they contribute on a per pay period basis. Whether you're contributing pre-tax or Roth, the match is still coming in as a pre-tax contribution.
0: I think one question we, we get quite a bit would be, can you change how your your match contributions are invested? Yeah. And it's the course. same way by logging into your account and just changing mm-hmm. basically your allocation.
1: Yeah. And and a lot of times people want them invested the same and sometimes I mm-hmm. want it different. You know, some people tend to be um, more conservative with their own money, but they're saying, hey, this is money I wouldn't have gotten if the state didn't match. Maybe I want to be more, more aggressive. So you have lots of flexibility with how you invest both your contribution and the state's contribution, they can be the same or they can be different.
0: So when you log into your account, you're going to see two different sources. You're going to see a 457 and a 401 account. Can you explain kind of the difference between those two and and what people are actually looking at when they log <laughs> in? Because I think, I mean, we know that causes yeah. a lot of confusion.
1: Oh, yeah. I get calls daily on, hey, I'm in my accountant. Why do I have two accounts? And what's the difference? And, and so that's a good question that I think a lot of people have. And it's a very valid question because most of our folks know it as, hey, I got a deferred comp account, not mm-hmm. 457 or 401. Those numbers don't mean a lot to a lot of folks because it's IRS tax code numbers essentially. But your 457 account, that is your contribution. So those are the contributions that you're making from your payroll, those being pre-tax or Roth That's where all of your contributions are going into your 457 account. The 401 account is there for the state match. Now, it's all your money. Once you receive the funds, it's all your money. It's just we have to keep it separate for IRS recording purposes. So you have your 457, which is your contributions, and the 401 for a majority of us is going to hold that state match. And some of you may have already had a 401 account from the old state match, and that account's kind of been dormant in terms of contributions. Now, it's still been invested and growing, but now those contributions have started back up and you may see that pick up a little bit. But that's the main difference in the two accounts is, is always to remember the 457 is your contributions. The 401 is where the state match is going. Another question that we get all the time is, you know, do does the match affect the contribution limits within the 457 account. So I know I don't have a ton of state of Missouri employees that can can utilize the full max that you can contribute to deferred comp, but we do have um, several participants that that are able to take advantage of the max contributions. And the important thing to know is that the state match does not affect the annual contribution limits to the 457. So you don't have to worry about adjusting your contributions based upon what the state's matching because they're totally separate. And and that's the benefit of having in them in the two separate accounts that the 457 is just looking at the contribution limits that you're contributing and the 401 state matches is, is totally separate.
0: So I think another area of confusion is about when the match actually hits your account because we're already on a lag and then the match comes at a later lag. So it's just a little bit confusing. It, for it's people. very
1: confusing. Um, and It's just how payroll is processed, how the state and OA has decided to contribute the match to be kind of the most accurate and feasible for the state to do this. Because you're looking at a a lot of people that are receiving this and people who contribute as a percent of pay, for example, based upon overtime or things like that, their pay can vary and fluctuate. So what the state has decided to do is that they're going to credit the state match once a month. Now, with that being said, you're probably going to see it on as a line item on every pay stub. Mm -hmm.
0: But just ignore that.
1: Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Just ignore what's on your pay stub and just look at that month ending contribution. That's the best way to go about it. And with that, your match is being credited a month after that month's payroll. So, for example, your January match is going to come to you middle to end of February, about five days after the 15th. So you just have to remember you're paid on a two-week lag, which affects the payroll cycles and how you're paid. so you're actually paid for the last half of January in February. So they're looking at the actual time that you worked in January, and they're going to credit that match for January based upon your pay for the month of January. So that kind of goes on. I know I, I get a lot of questions as people log into their 401 account. They view the activity and they see, you know, why didn't – I've been contributing, you know, $75 for two years now. Why don't I see – you know, you told me it started in July. Why don't I see my first contribution from the state till August? Mm -hmm. Well, because that August contribution is for July. So it's just going to be, you know, lagged just by a month. But definitely go into your deferred comp account to see what you really got because it's going to be on your payroll per pay period, but the state's not depositing money into your deferred comp
0: Per yeah, and if you want to see that, as Kelly said, you can log into your account, go to modifordcomp.org, you can go through the ESS portal, and then once you get logged in, in the middle of a page, you will see a 457 account and a 401 account. If you click the drop down by the 401 and click uh, account activity, it'll take you right to the page where you can see those matching contributions. Yeah. So, they're right there.
1: I would say… <laughs> that's probably the biggest question we get about around the match is how can I see it? Where do I go to see it? And things like that. So that's kind of the good logistic explanation around how it's working and how you're seeing it show in your account.
0: Right. So we've talked about the logistics, so maybe it would be helpful just kind of go through a few matching examples so you can kind of see how that may affect you over 10 years or 25 years. I've got a few examples here wrote down. Everything that I'm going to talk about assumes a 6% annual rate of return, which is just kind of our standard rate of return that we use.
1: Got to have some basic assumptions built in there to to get some of these numbers.
0: They're not just assumptions. They're educated assumptions. So we actually look back at the past and, and kind of figure out what is actually feasible over the long run. So let's look at some examples. If you're putting in a monthly contribution of $20, you're not going to get a state match. If you're putting in a monthly contribution of $25, $25 you'll receive the minimum state match of $25. So that essentially that's a $50 total monthly contribution. So what does it look like over 10 years? Over 10 years, that's roughly $8,200 balance, which isn't bad. But if you look at over 25 years, you're looking at a $34,650 balance. So it's a big difference there. Obviously, compounding interest really takes advantage there. But then, unfortunately, when you break that down into a monthly withdrawal and retirement, it's not very much. So you have to do more work, obviously. You put more in. Another example would be if you put in $75 monthly contribution and the state matched you $75. What does that look like over 10 years? Your balance would be roughly $24,600 after 10 years. After 25 years, it bumps up to 103, almost $104,000 in your account, which will be very helpful once you get into retirement. Now, as Kelly mentioned earlier too, if you put in Over the $75, let's say you put in $200 a month, your monthly match is going to be $75. So your total contribution will be $275 into your account. After 10 years, that's roughly $45,000. And then after 25 years, that's $190,000.
1: Time and compounding interest does amazing Uh things. It does. So... So, can you run an example for me? Um, let we keep talking about how it's subject to approval in the annual budget, right? So, what if we don't have it? What if we don't have? Let's yeah. say let's let's say we have it for ten years. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's just run an example based upon someone who contributes. Okay, so we'll say you're putting in the seventy five dollars. You're getting the maximum match. So, you're putting in seventy five. The state's putting in seventy five, and that goes on for roughly ten years. As I said earlier, that's twenty four thousand. 000- 600-ish dollars, okay? So what if you just stop contributing at that point in time? You get, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But <laughs> but, but no, we know yeah. but we know from past experience that some people, people do, do just that. stop their contribution yep. if the match gets taken yep. away, which is not a good idea. But anyway, let's say you stop your contribution, but you leave that money in the plan mm-hmm. for an extra 20 years. At retirement, your balance would essentially be $81,000. $370. It's like triple. Yeah. Being contributing for 10 years. Right. <laughs> no, let's say you don't stop contributing. You continue to contribute even though the match has been taken. So we go from 150 to 75? Yeah. So before you were putting in 75, the state was putting in 75, that's 150. Now the state suspends it. So it's just you're putting in 75. After another 20 years, your balance is $116,000. And some change. It's like thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Thirty thousand dollars more. Just by continuing to put in your seventy five dollars mm-hmm. a monthly contribution. So the lesson here is just keep contributing right. because it takes work. It's gonna take more than just a state match. It's gonna take more than you just contributing the minimum. Now that's a great place to start. Don't get me wrong, because I know right, right now it's rough. it's tough. Yeah. But continuing to put in the work is what gets us to our end goal. That's right. what helps us.
1: Yeah. And I, I always try to remind people. Deferred comp is is a way to pay yourself. You're just paying yourself for later. You know, I, I never have anybody, not one person say, "Man, I wish I wouldn't have saved so much for retirement." That's just something that's so important to remember is this is a benefit because it does benefit you. Yes. Unfortunately, you
0: have to do most of the legwork, but but now, it's easy legwork as we said earlier. It is. All yes. you got to do is change contribution and it just gets <laughs> taken out of your paycheck. Yep,
1: yep. And and like we often say, a lot of people typically don't notice it. Now in today's world, it may be something that's a little bit different, um, just with the cost of living and things like that. But it's still something that I encourage people to prioritize. I mean, you just said the cost of living.
0: The cost of living, yeah. Now it's went up substantially in the last few years. But I guarantee you, in retirement, it's not getting any less. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only going to continue to get higher. So you have to think about that as well as these retirement savings, if you're not investing them, they're not growing at the rate of inflation or anything else.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you just say $24,000 a day is probably going to be worth $12,000 by the time you retire.
0: mm -hmm.
1: You know, so that's why you have to invest and plan for your future because things aren't going to get any cheaper
0: do you imagine what eggs may be in 20
1: years? No. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, that's the thing to Just going to get off to the side here for just a second. But, you know, the thing that I like to remind people is inflation's been very high over the last year, year and a half. And you're going to see some things come down, but some things just stay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that happens a lot in the grocery world. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't see a lot of, like we've never really seen milk go back to, whatever 25 right. cents or whatever Never. it was way back. Yeah. When once it's kind of there, it's,
1: it's there. Mm-hmm. The groceries don't fluctuate like gas prices do Right. Um, and things like that. So, you know, those are all things that just kind of tie into the value of deferred comp, the value of the state adding this match, you know, to really help people plan and save for retirement. This is a huge advantage to, to state employees, especially with, with the state having your defined benefit pension which is guaranteed monthly income for the rest of your life, the state also contributes to that on your behalf. So now you're getting, you know, the state contributing to your pension and the state contributing to your deferred comp. That's that's really, really advantageous. And so I think we need to do what we can to take
0: advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Let's look outside the state. How many how many employers do you think are matching on both sides? I mean, there's really not that many It doesn't left, exist. So you don't see right.
1: pensions and 401ks. Mm-hmm. You just don't. They don't really exist anymore. Now, I will say you see some people talking about pensions again, mm-hmm. but that's a big liability for a lot of private companies. So it's kind of one or the other. Luckily for state employees, we're kind of getting the best of both worlds right now. We're getting a state match, mm-hmm. which is essentially like a 401k match, and a pension. You know, that's okay. the other thing whenever I have people come talk to me and... You know, some people have a sour taste in their mouth. I don't want to set money aside. And, you know, the state's not matching, so I'm not contributing to deferred comp, but I'm contributing to an IRA. Well, no one's matching your IRA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just another savings vehicle, essentially, is what it is. But there's a lot of advantage with the deferred comp. Right now, we have the state match. We have super low fees, easy investment lineup. You know, take advantage of the benefits that are available to you. Not saying that don't utilize IRAs because those are great as well too, but it's important to take advantage of of benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now with the match being introduced. Mm
0: -hmm. So I think if you take anything away from this podcast, which hopefully we've been pretty clear talking about the match and everything, but if you take anything away, it's that you need to be saving enough at least to receive the match. Never leave free money on the table. Never leave it (laughs) behind. And if you can save more, if you need to know how much you need to be saving in order to replace 100% of your paycheck in retirement, give one of our financial education professionals a call. And they can walk you through some examples, some scenarios to help you figure out what you need essentially to be saving to reach your goals later on in
1: life. We're here to talk about all aspects of it. We're even here to talk about if, if you're not sure if you're contributing enough to get the state match, give us a call. There's also several ways you can go about increasing your contribution if you're not. You can always call our 800 number and talk to one of the representatives there and they can help you change your contribution. You can also log in to your account access, change contribution. It can be done in literally two minutes. It really doesn't take much time at all. But I know, you know, all those steps make some people nervous. And that's what my team is here for, to answer any of those questions as well. Something just as simple as changing a contribution to figuring out how much money I need to be saving. That's what we're here for and to
0: utilize us whenever you need us. Yep. So if you have any questions about the match, please feel free to give us a call. If you have any tips on getting a five-year-old to shoot the basketball better, I'm also open to suggestions. So (laughs) feel free to email me that as well. But hopefully you guys get something good out of this podcast. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the match. And if you are not contributing, it's a very good time to start contributing at the moment. Or if you just need to encourage contributions, as Callie said, it's a great time to do that as well. If you need anything else, feel free to give us a call jump on our website, go find some information yourself. We've got lots of resources out there and until next time, we will see you later. Bye.